Welcome to the T2 Hubcast. Join Martin, Dave, Spencer and guests as they discuss all things personal and professional development. The T2 Hubcast, brought to you by the People Performance People. So welcome to another T2 Hubcast. It's me, Martin Johnson. And me, Spencer Locker. Hi, Spence. Hi, Martin. How are you doing, mate? I'm fine. How are you? Yeah, we're busy. <clears throat> we're busy. It's after the Easter period. <laughs> yeah. Time's flying. And, mm. uh, you know, we, um, we've we been, I'd say, churning out the content from mm. a, not only from a Hubcast perspective, but mm. from a Pathway perspective, from a video perspective. It's been quite a busy period, uh, yeah. filling the hub full of hopefully quality stuff well i was going to say it's easy to it's easy to fill anything with a load of old bobbins isn't it <laughs> um, the, you said <laughs> bobbins then <laughs> <laughs> uh, yes i had to check myself briefly <laughs> um but yeah it's the, the hard work is in the in make, ensuring quality in it quality quality assurance making sure that stuff is worthy yeah. of going on to the hub it because is. it's not it's not bobbins it is and and i was speaking <clears> to a customer the other day and i think what the biggest compliment i took from that is um, I said, have you been listening to the Hubcasts um, in the morning on your commute? And, mm. and he said, yes. Now this character is a, is a character, all right. And mm. uh, he said, yes. And I said, what do you think of them? Yeah. And I waited with bated breath, you know, thinking what what's going to come back here. Yeah. And uh, he said, well, can I be honest with you? I said, yeah. He said, I'm enjoying them. They are much less crappy than I thought they would be. Right now, what he a bit what, of a backhanded yeah, compliment, yeah. isn't it? <laughs> what he meant by that is you get a million podcasts. Yeah. And it's easy for anybody to churn them out these yeah. days. Yeah, that's true. In fact, anybody with two hundred quid's worth of kit and yeah. a, and an account on on a on a podcast platform yeah. can essentially launch a podcast. Yeah. So the world's not short of them, is what he was saying. Yeah. And therefore, deciphering between the good ones and the not so good ones can be tricky. But he sort of complimented it. In, yeah. Listen, I'm tuning in every morning, and I get something from them. Good. Good. And. So that's yeah, what about, that's what it's all about, mate. So so we like doing them. We mm. keep it real, as yeah. as people know, they're not scripted, as yeah. you can already tell. <laughs> two minutes into this one, um, but I like that. Yes. I like that. Yeah. So for today, Spence, what we're going to talk about? Well, I'm letting you lead this one. Right. Well, yeah. <clears throat> Something that's very close to my heart. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, the relationship or the link between sleep and performance. Yes, and and you're saying, for those listening, you're saying it's very close to your heart because you're not a great sleeper by your own no, admission. No, I'm very. I am not a great sleeper. I mean, you know, when when people start talking about being successful, I'm a successful businessman, or I'm an entrepreneur, and blah blah blah. And Maggie Thatcher only needed three and a half hours sleep, and and I get up at four o'clock in the morning, so I'm at the gym at five, and I'm I'm read I'm reading a physical book and listening to a podcast and doing all the blah blah blah. Well, the thing is, I wake up at any time between two and four uh, maybe if i'm lucky five but i want to sleep till six yeah and i just can't for some reason i haven't got any stress or worries or anything but i'm the sort of person who when i wake up my brain my brain just kicks into gear and once you start thinking it's like impossible for you to switch yeah, off yeah, and, then, yeah. and therefore fall back into that uh you know that state mm. of unconsciousness if you mm. like even yeah. when even when somebody wakes up spencer typically at that time they will tend to drift in and out of consciousness yeah, yeah. whereas you don't you're like no. light bulb on yeah curtains open and i'm wide awake yeah, right so right. i have yeah. to get yeah. up and do something yes yeah so that means then by the time you hit your or everybody else's morning routine mm. 7 a.m mm. you've been up for three hours <laughs> or four or five yeah 
I mean, yeah. I, I mean, you must be knackered, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You're right, actually. Yeah. I am. And then to you come honest, into work, yeah. and then we do quite an intensive job with yeah. training or delivering workshops or exec coaching or yeah. whatever we're doing. It ha- you have to be on it mentally, mm. and it's and it's more emotionally draining and mentally draining than it is physically. And I've got to stress here that this this sleep pattern with me isn't every night. It's most nights, but it's not every night. So it'll get to the point where when I'm trying to come, uh, as you said, uh, when I come into the working day, I'm I'm already halfway through my day. So when I get to the evening and I'm starting to look at, right, I'm I'm really tired now. What am I going to do? Shall I have 20 minutes? Well, if I sleep for 20 minutes on an evening, that means that when I wake up, I'm starting again and I don't get to sleep till 2 o'clock in the morning. So... It is. It's hard. So it's close to your heart, Spence. I know some days, I mean, more, most days you do remarkably well because you're larger than life. But, you know, you, some days it does take its toll. Mm. Um, and and therefore, the link between that and workplace performance is real. Yeah. You know, there it, it's science. It's neuroscience. Mm. I talked about the energy distribution cycle on a, on a recent video where we all have our peak in the day. We have our trough and then our recovery period. Mm. And... Um, for people who don't sleep very well, their peaks are less and less or lower, their troughs are deeper, mm. and their recovery period is almost impossible. Mm. So yeah. we do need to understand that it impacts workplace performance. And, yeah. you know, what we want to cover, I guess, in this podcast then, Spence, is what is that link? Uh, what is, you know, what is some of the science behind it, but at a high-level, digestible level? Yeah. And are there any tips for people listening to this? If you struggle with sleeping and it affects you in the workplace, yeah. what can we be doing? What do we control, Spence? Because a lot of it we don't control. Mm. What do we control mm. that can help us increase our chances of sleep? And it's not a silver bullet and there's no, no guarantees. No. But what do we know that works that can increase your chances of getting more sleep? Right. Yeah. Well, we can we can we can address all of those. But before we do, I think it might be worth me mentioning about uh, about the program. Because yeah. when we've got when we are actually doing the interrogation on the program, we put people in stress positions and we don't let them sleep. And bearing in mind before before they're captured and they come onto the so to just my, to sorry, interrogation just bit. um just for those people who are not familiar with all right the program, so, okay okay what program yeah. are you talking about okay so um it, it, on the program on channel four called sas who dares wins which uh, you're a which i'm of, i'm I'm, an, yeah. I'm a member of the interrogation team and i've been for the last five series um but basically when we're interrogating people one of the weapons we use is fatigue yeah. And fatigue is ex- exacerbated by lack of sleep. Um, we all know this. We all experience this. When we have a good night's sleep, um, and, and I know that's a bit of a big, a big ask for some people, but when we have a good night's sleep, the following day, everything just seems to be clicking into place. And the decisions you're making are timely and accurate. Uh, and all, the, all the, uh, the sort of creativity that you've got, thinking outside the box, observing structure, all this stuff just seems to come really easy to you. Yeah. And the communication with other people is, is not fraught. It's quite measured and, it, and it's quite accurate. And you're not relying on things like caffeine to get you through to lunchtime. You know you're in trouble when 
it's 11am and you're on your third, fourth cup of coffee because you are literally struggling for energy sources, right? Well, I would say yes, but then again, I just like the taste of coffee. Yeah, you do. <laughs> Absolutely. And there'll be some coffee fans out there going, three by lunchtime, Jesus. Yeah. But um, but you're right, you're right. Your artificial stimulus, the things you put in your body uh, and the things you do with your body, um, you are so right, Martin. It, it affects our sleep. So whether it, caffeine, sugar, what what, uh, what, Car- uh, what carbohydrates, carbohydrates. That, that, are, that are more complex to break down and yeah. lead to sugar spikes, blood sugar spikes, etc. So, mm. you know, we'll talk about that sort of in, in a while because we do have to be mindful of the things that spike uh, cortisol, which you're going to come on to, which, <clears throat> which create this sort of chemical imbalance in the body mm. that then makes us later in the day struggle with sleep. And yeah. caffeine and carbs and sugars all have an impact on on, on your energy sources yeah. and your ke- chemicals in the body throughout the day, mm. uh, which we need to be mindful of. Of yes. course we do. Uh, but going back to the show then. So in the yeah. show, what you're saying is if you're going to interrogate somebody to try mm. and break them, yeah. but in brackets to make them better yeah. as a result, yeah. right? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, Then you you deprive them of sleep on purpose because Certainly. you know they cannot perform as well as they could if they were, yeah. you know, well So if, if, you ever, if you ever watch the program, uh, you'll notice that they never get out of bed and then get captured, and then come and do interrogation, because they're rested then, aren't they? They've had a certain amount of sleep, and and they've got the wits about them. It's always a case of getting up early, probably possibly even the night before, and making them do some exercise, so they really are sort of tired. They're they're fatigued, they are exhausted, they are malnourished, because they haven't had much chance to hydrate and, and, and eat. Uh, so everything is focused on the fact that when we get them, they are very, very tired, very fatigued, hungry, thirsty. The fear of the unknown, putting the bags on the reds and the headphones on, it's cutting down on their perception of the area and, yeah. the, and the, the, the senses yeah, and things creating like that. confusion, all of that Certainly, stuff. Certainly, yeah. <clears throat> so so, the, so your first point there is, there, is there for that. The, the science behind it is... For multiple reasons, and I'm going to add something to this Mm. in a minute around what happens in the brain when you sleep and Mm. why, therefore, you don't feel well-rested. But Mm. you cannot perform well without a good night's sleep and and restoring your brain and your your mind Mm. for the following day. You just can't. And, therefore, if you're a a person who is asking to to perform at work eight hours every day, nine hours every day, and you're surviving on three hours sleep, yeah. It's going to be a tough ask. Yeah, and you've also ask. got to bear in mind that if you're, if you're, it's not necessarily that we're all talking about these external factors, aren't we? But we've, without even starting to consider your internal factors, fitness, age, um, disabilities, or pa- uh, when we so, when we sort talk about disability, it might not be a recognised disability, but it might be a fact that you suffer from. Um, it might be uh, well. Let's choose me. Sjogren's syndrome, yeah. autoimmune diseases, yes. right? So yeah. I, one of my biggest things that I suffer with when I'm having a flare-up of auto, my autoimmune condition mm. is fatigue. Yeah. And I'm, honestly, Spence, I, will, I can have 10 hours sleep the night before solid and wake up fatigued because I have an autoimmune condition, mm. right? So if you then sort of make, if you rewind and I only have three hours sleep mm. that night and I wake with an autoimmune yeah. condition, I'm going to be wiped, yes. right? Certainly. And it's, it's the same for for people with deficiencies in things like B12 or yeah. iron deficiencies mm. or 
you know, whatever it might, anemia or whatever it might be, yeah, there's, other, there's other health and, and well-being factors that yeah. can contribute to that, right? Yeah. Yeah. So they, this is, these are things that, these are factors that are out of your control. Yeah. So let me just explain something, Spence, and I'm going to bring you in to talk a little bit around cortisol levels and a little bit around some other bits and bobs and we'll keep it moving. So mm. one of the things I learned when I was, when I was studying in a little bit of the psychology around the the chemicals in the brain and the way the brain repairs itself was when you when you look from an occupational psychology perspective at sleep yeah and we've got an occupational psychologist now at T2 in Lydia and Lydia and I was was talking about this the other day and she was you know she was uh, writing a pathway on it which you can find in the hub yeah um but one what happens is when you sleep and there's four levels of sleep we're not going to go into them on this this podcast but nope. you get you get the message there's four levels of sleep from yeah. drifting into a, a mild unconscious state yeah. to developing your next level of sleep where you yeah. start to, you know, your body starts to relax, your heart rate slows down, to going into your third level of sleep where you start dreaming and you start entering a deeper level of sleep. And then you go into what we call full REM, yeah. rapid eye movement, right. which is your deepest level of sleep. Yes. Now, what all, all that's on the pathway, isn't it? All that's yeah. on the pathway. Right. So anyone okay, listening yeah. can go onto the pathway and, yeah. and read about these four stages of sleep. Now, yeah. <clears throat> what? why this is interesting is because when you reach your third and fourth level of sleep, mm. What happens is your brain then starts to, uh, because your full body is almost paralyzed, you know, mm. you're, you're, you're relaxed, you're, you don't need to use anything else in your body. So all of the blood flow mm. and all of the, the, the nutrients and everything concentrates on clearing the mind and the mm. brain. Now, like any muscle, our brain throughout the day uh, builds up toxins yeah, and it builds up crap and stuff, right? Mm. Because it's been working hard all yeah. day. Yeah. So if we're going to then repair that and be fresh mm. for the next day, we have to flush those toxins from our brain. Sure. So when you enter your third and fourth stage of sleep, your brain is filled with a fluid. It's very clever. The mm. fluid enters the brain and it goes between all of the little sacs and avenues within the brain. Yeah. Sort of infiltrates every spare little micro space in the brain. Mm. What the fluid does is very clever is it draws out the toxins from every part of your brain mm. so your toxins release from your brain into the fluid and then yeah. when you wake the bl the fluid drains from your brain and with it go the toxins does right. this make sense yeah this is the science behind it yeah so as the fluids and the toxins drain you hopefully at eight eight hours you know maybe four or five hours at sleep level three and four in mm. rem you've cleaned your brain and that's why you feel fresh and ready to go in the morning mm. however every time you wake in the night mm, you come out of your third and fourth level of sleep. Yeah. The fluid drains from your brain. Mm. So you go to the loo, you toss and turn, you get up and look at your phone, whatever yeah. it might be. You realize it's only 3 a.m. Mm. You try to go back to sleep and then the whole process has to start again. Right. You go through phase one, phase two, the fluid enters the brain, starts cleaning, yeah. etc. So if you're a person who's waking up two, three, four times during the night, mm. you're not fulfilling that cleaning process. <clears throat> or if you're not sleeping for long enough, yeah. you're not allowing the fluid to do its job. Mm. That's why you wake up with toxins still in the brain. Right. You wake up groggy. You wake up with cognitive impairment. Does right. this make sense? Oh, yes. And does. therefore, if anybody's listening to this, it might. some of you might be listening to that going, bloody hell, that's me. I'm waking up four or five times. And if you've mm. got young children, yeah. me and my wife say this, you are your most tired as an adult homo sapien mm. after having children oh yeah because you live on for a year or two without sleep oh very much and so, if yeah. you do sleep it's broken sleep mm. so you never fully go through the process i've just explained mm. and that is why sleep is so crucial for energy sources for performance and certainly to be able to 
you know, be our best in the workplace. Yeah. So where would you take it from here? Given that we've introduced the science behind it, yeah. What what can we do, Spence? Well, if if we start looking at, as you said, we need this time to be able to clean the brain. So let's start thinking about allowing ourselves to go to sleep. I mean, a lot of us think of it as a as a bit of a weakness. And when we're looking at when we're busy people, busy professional people. When we start looking at our to-do list, our list of priorities, when we start seeing that we've got lots of things to do, that priority of sleep slips down the list of priorities. Mm. Yeah, yeah, well, I can do that later. Yeah, yeah, I can do that later. Unfortunately, because you do it later, it's not good enough. Therefore, the work that you do produce is generally not up to the standard that you want. Yeah. because you're fatigued, because you haven't got the time to clean all this stuff out of your brain. Yeah. So we, we see it as a weakness, and this weakness, um, well, it's like when you fall asleep in front of the TV. I mean, obviously, you don't do it because you're a you're a, a young, thrusting executive. When you get to my tenured stage in life, <laughs> and you're falling asleep in front of the TV, and somebody says, yeah. you're asleep, and you wake up and go, no, 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 I was just resting my eyes. Yeah. Yeah. Because straight away, you don't want people to think that you're the lion at the end, the, the lion in charge of the, yeah. the, the path. Over the hill. Yeah, over the hill lion. It's time yeah. for someone else to yes. take the reins now, yeah. old man. Yes, yeah. yeah. And, uh, and you know what? And it's compounded by modern-day entrepreneurs such as yeah. Elon Musk, yeah. who comes out in the media and says, to be successful, you have to work 120 hours a week. He claims yeah. he works 120 hours a week. Now, you do the maths, right? Yeah. If he's working 100, and by the way, I don't believe it. I don't. No. I think he does long hours. Yeah. But I don't believe he consistently does 120 hours a week. No. That's seven days a week, yeah. right? If you do the maths, when you're, how much time does that leave for him to sleep, mm. to travel, to feed himself, to shower? Yeah, it, it, you know, he would have to be having maybe three hours sleep a night. Now, mm. you just can't function on and on. No. Your body would start to shut down, yeah. right? Yeah. So it's it's glorified sometimes by these American entrepreneurs and these mm. people who are very successful. And don't get me wrong, Elon mm. Musk is a billionaire and he's oh, changing yeah. the yeah. world, right? Yeah. But the, the, to, to say that you have to work 120 hours a, a mm. week and sleep three hours a night yeah. is not factually correct, right? And nor is it sustainable no. for most people on this planet. Yeah, I so, agree. So we've got to start understanding the importance of it. You've got to take away from this hubcast, and this is my main point. Given what we've said, that when you enter four levels of sleep, it probably takes you the first two or three hours of the night spends to yeah. enter level three and four. Yeah. You don't fall into it straight away. No. So when you enter REM or certainly level three and RE, full REM in mm -hmm. level four, when your fluid starts to get to work on detoxifying your brain, mm. you have had to have already been asleep a few hours. Yeah. Which means if you're only sleeping three or four, mm. you're going to get in a cleaning service for two or three hours. Yeah. If you're sleeping seven or eight hours, you've had a full five hours cleaning, right? Yeah. yeah. So it's really important to understand that. And every time you wake and, yeah. and start the process again, yeah. you're resetting the clock. Yes. So we need to start taking some accountability for this. We, do. We, we need to start doing the things and helping ourselves to get quality mm. sleep. Yeah. So what's the first thing that springs to mind, Spence? If we was going to give some <clears> practical <throat> tips with 12 minutes to go on this podcast, yeah. what's the first thing that springs to mind for you in terms of sleep? Um, minimal sugar and no caffeine for eight hours before you go to sleep. Yeah, for absolutely. Me. Yeah. I, I have a 4 p.m. rule. Which uh, well, is, it's three for me, but yeah. Which is no caffeine after 4 yeah. p.m. Yeah. Um, because... I love my morning coffee. Mm. I love my after lunch coffee. Yeah. And that'll do me. Uh, and, and I try not. And if I do have a drink on an evening, I try to make it at least a tea, which is less caffeine. Yeah. Um, or some alternative. But, yeah. But, Herbal teas, 
those those nighttime teas. Uh, have you seen those? Yeah. Uh, with 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 certain con- and that's supposed to help you drift off. Yeah, yeah. With um, certain ingredients in. Yeah. So, um, you know, some people, everybody's different. But if you're having coffee into the late evening, mm. <clears throat> then you're you're absolutely risking your chance of quality REM sleep when yeah. your brain gets cleaned. Yeah. Right? Don't oh, don't give me none of that. <clears throat> Bobbins about decaf. Yeah, we don't do decaf. Proper coffee. Yeah, up to three at, l- at the very latest, three o'clock. Yeah. Um, so sugar, sugars, and caffeine and carbohydrates mm. are important. They're the big three because yeah. they have the ability to spike uh, yeah. blood sugar levels, to mm. spike uh, stimulants in your body, to release cortisol. Which then, if you're having that a few hours before you go to bed. You're asking your body; uh, it's a big ass to mm. to to come over Process that, that. Yeah, yeah. To, to come over that initial adrenaline <clears throat> spike, that yeah. initial cortisol release, that initial stimulant, mm. and to then come down to a state where you can start yeah. to enter sleep. So, mm. caffeine, carbs, and sugar from a dietary perspective, yeah. try to have them right. Mm. Try not to have them after three yeah. four p.m. in the afternoon. Yeah, right. If you're going to have an evening meal mm. rich with veggies, rich mm. with proteins and meats and fish, uh, and if you're going to have a form of carbs have rice or potatoes mm. instead of some of the other stodgy, mm. sat, you know, the the gluten based carbs that yeah. that, that sh- spike sugars. Cool. So diet is important. Yeah. Is what we're saying. Yeah, think about the things you're putting in. Yeah, we could we could do general stuff. We could. There's all sorts. There's an, a list as long as my arm or your arm or whatever of things that we can do. But we've got to start thinking, as you said, we're short on time, and we've got to start thinking about what we actually do. So ca- coffee. Caffeine, carbs, sugars, yeah. Screens, our yeah. phones. So let's, everybody's guilty of this. So let's let's make that number two. So if yeah. number one is 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 your diet and, and what you're consuming that spikes blood sugar levels and cortisol in in the late afternoon and evening, yeah. then number two would be screens. Now, um, mostly we're talking about devices like phones and laptops and iPads and all yeah. the rest of it. Yeah, tablets. There stuff, is a yeah. connection between the way we view the light uh, on, a, on a device or screen mm. and the, the stimulus in the brain or yeah. what that does in the brain. And it's not just in the moment, Spence. No. It's for a period of time after of you course. Yeah, yeah, view yeah, the device. Yeah. So if you're, I mean, we've all done it, but mm. if you're one of them who has your phone on the side of the bed, mm. you're sat up next to your partner in bed mm. on Facebook mm. 10 minutes before you're turning the lights yeah. out, watching videos. Yeah. And then expect to just switch off within mm. 10 minutes of, of going to bed. Yeah. Some people can get away with it, Spence, mm. right? Some people can do that and still sleep and say, well, yeah. what are you want about? Some people can't. Mm. And you have to do what works best for you, but there is a link between being on devices too late into the evening mm. and not being able to sleep. Yeah, yeah. And that's basically what I'm saying, is you, if you're, you're preparing your brain for the rest. You're preparing the brain to, to go into that state where you're starting to look at the different stages of sleep. If you're doing it, if you if you cut it off an hour before, then you've got more chance of achieving well, that. I'm just going to read a, parag- a, a sentence from our pathway that Lydia mm. wrote on the Hub, our occupational psychologist. Yeah. And um, it, it, it makes sense to me. She's put here, um, living in an ever-changing digital, digitalized world, easy for her to say. Mm. Uh, this is easier said than done. However, if you are struggling to sleep, and that's the big thing, if yeah. you're struggling to sleep, it is advised that you avoid using your phone, tablet, or laptop at least an hour before bed, like you say, Spence, mm. at least an hour. And here's the science behind it. And she's put, because this is because the light that is emitted from your device has been found to suppress the release of the sleep hormone melatonin. 
which helps us to sleep. Yeah. So if whilst where our brain is functional and cognitive and mm. reacting to lights and data and information, yeah. if we're suppressing melatonin when yeah. in, into the late evening when we should be releasing it, mm. then it's going to take a longer period of time to to release that and, and drift off. And at the same time, while we're suppressing the sleep hormone, uh, we're actually running the risk of increasing our cortisol levels. Exactly. So let's let's read a book instead, mm. right? Yeah. Let's read a book. Let's you know, we watch a bit of telly from a distance, whatever it might be, try and keep off those addictive devices that are triggering and firing your brain yeah. five to 10 minutes before you enter yeah. a sleep state. Right. Okay. So moving it on, we've done diet and food that can yeah. trigger. And I think we've done um, screens. I'm going to mm. put another one in there, Spence. Exercise. Go yeah, go on. Now, yeah. exercise is the age-old <clears throat> thing. We should exercise more. Mm. You know, we should do this. Uh, of course, the science behind mm. it. But uh, anybody out there will know when they have got their act together and done gone to the gym for a few weeks mm. or started getting a routine together and exercising regularly, you sleep better. Yeah, yeah. Because the more you're exercising, the more you're doing what our bodies are supposed to do, mm which is move, yeah. which is walk, which is lift, which is run, which is mm. all of them things, we then, you know, we then burn calories. We then release endorphins into our body and certain mm. chemicals in the brain that makes us feel good. Yeah. And as a result of it, we're, we're more likely to want to sleep on an evening to repair those muscles and, yeah. and, and replenish the body from the exercise in the day. Mm. If all we've done to use your quote is sit on the settee and eat our Pringles yeah. for seven hours, <laughs> yeah. we haven't used any of the sources in our body that we mm. need to replace yeah so it's harder than for the body to go to sleep <clears throat> and, and repair right one one person i was talking to not and, and i'll make this quick one person i was talking to said but when i get home from work because i haven't slept well i'm too knackered to do anything mm. i don't want to do any physical exercise i just want to relax so my answer for that was but if you do a little bit of physical exercise you get tired more so you sleep better so the following day you're not that tired after you finish work yeah you get out so of the then, cycle yeah yeah, yeah. so mm -hmm. you're basically pushing yourself taking yourself out of your comfort zone and going into that productive cycle yeah couple of other things here Spence that uh, Lydia put in her pathway was take a warm shower or bath yeah and she's put having a warm shower or bath a couple of hours before bed is a great way to relax and aid sleep after the initial increase after an initial mm. increase, your core body temperature lowers, which induces sleep. Yes. Really interesting one there. Mm. So we want to heat our body up before bed, or at mm. least an hour before bed. Yeah. So then initially that will rise, but then as we come out, the body temperature crashes and cools down, and yeah. that's what we need it to be going in that direction to sleep, yeah. right? Yeah. The body yeah. cools during sleep. Yeah. So so maybe use that as a tactic, if and it might work. It might not. <clears throat> yes, certainly. I mean, I have a routine, and it's a military-driven routine Yeah. where – you start every day and finish every day with a shower. Yeah. And I still maintain that today, regardless mm. if, if I've done nothing mm. and I need one or not, yeah. I have a shower in the morning and a shower before bed. Because yeah. that is what I was sort of programmed to do yes. in the military. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, and therefore that routine works for me. Mm. You know, mm. I'm ready to sleep. She's also put, keep your bedroom sleep friendly. Uh, and she's put a bunch of things in there, which is 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 associated with that. But I'm guess I'm guessing she's making the point there that, if you spend the majority of your life in your bed, which we do, I can't remember the number of hours on average we spend or the number of years we spend in bed in our life. Yeah. But investing in in a nice bed, in a comfortable yeah. bed, in a bed that will help you sleep, that's right for you. Changing mattresses regularly. Mattresses, regularly well. pillars, yeah. you know. But the whole, the whole environment of your mm. bedroom, 
yeah. to, to, to make it a place where you can rest. I noticed, sleep. Yeah, I noticed something this morning. Mm. I actually slept to my alarm this morning because it was overcast. This last couple of weeks, I've been getting up earlier and earlier, but it's been bright, hasn't it? It's been getting getting lighter earlier. Yeah. So if you if it's the light in the bedroom, maybe get a blackout curtain as well yeah. as your normal curtains. Well, that's it. Blackout blinds and curtains yeah. are great for making for for making it pitch black. The other thing I want to throw into this, and and I've never struggled to sleep ever, but when we were when we had our children, we tried this mm. because one of them in particular struggled to sleep. But white noise. Now, when I was on the ships, when I was in mm. the Royal Navy. You used to go to bed every night in your mess deck mm. to the sounds of twin prop engines yeah. doing 30 that, knots. That's... Doing 30 knots. Yeah. And there was a constant white noise <clears> in the background. <throat> yeah. I'd never slept as well as I did on a warship. And right. that sounds bizarre. Yeah. Right. But because of the noise in the background, that continuous dull white noise, mm. it somehow sends you into a meditative state. Mm. And there's all sorts of apps you can try now that, yeah. that you don't have to have the light on, but you put it in the corner of the room okay. and you have a, a, a very a very low volumed white noise. Mm. We did it with our middle child who was right. struggling to sleep. Yeah. Very high frequency or the sound of rain. There's mm. many different ones you can choose. Yeah. And it worked a treat. So try it. If you're struggling mm. to sleep because it's deadly silent and you're hearing different noises in the house mm. or like whatever it might be, put some white noise on. See if mm. it drifts you on. Because when you're asleep, white noise sends you into that REM state quicker than it than, it, than you get there without it. The only problem with me is if every time I hear white noise, I want to put a balaclava on. Yeah. Yeah, or if you're like me, because I've got showruns and you've got tinnitus, you just think it's bloody tinnitus. <laughs> but but the, the the point is, is it's just some tips. And we're coming up to the last minute, Spence. Yeah. I'd love to speak about this all day. I yeah. think we'll bring you in for 30 seconds in a second. But listen, let's take some control over our sleep. Yeah. That we've, we've explained the science behind it. There's mm. four levels of sleep. You have to reach third and fourth mm. and the state of REM to yeah. get that fluid into your brain and to clean it out. We want to be in that state for at least three or four hours of good cleaning, yeah. which means we've got to do the things we control to give ourselves the best chance. Yeah. Think about carbs. Think about sugar. Think about caffeine. Mm. Exercise. Yeah. Ditch the screens. Yes. Make the, your bedroom a place where you can rest. Yeah. Consider white noise. Mm. Take a hot shower or bath. Yeah. So 30 seconds. Anything to finish, Spence? I would probably um, also think about um, alcohol intake as well. Yeah. And we haven't got enough time to do that justice. But we think it sends us to sleep, and yeah. it does initially, mm. but it absolutely kiboshes your quality of yes. sleep. Yeah. And that's probably for the next podcast. Yes. All right. All right. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. Right. Well, we're coming to the end, Spend. We've got our 30 minute limit, and we've <laughs> almost hit it. So, very interesting. Uh, hope, wish you good luck with all your uh, endeavors, Spence, <laughs> with your sleep. Um, and we'll be back again with another T2 Hubcast. Thank you, Spence. Thank you. 